friends and mm. one year later we're all sitting next to each other i get to finally meet john right so yeah pretty insane man. yeah we met john for the first time on monday hold on so so yeah Ammer, austin and john you're john right yeah i'm john that's john <laughs> i've heard i've heard uh you're like the monk of the group right <laughs> I think we just got to hit record here. I don't know. Yeah, no worries, no so we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Hammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself this fight that you're in this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Call. We've got John out in Kelowna, BC, or Kelowna, no, John out in Vancouver, BC, Austin in Vancouver, BC, Amber in Vancouver, BC, Whoa. another live panel where we're all together, which is nice. Um, and we're actually having a nice conversation here today with no other than Nathan Kennedy from the New Money Podcast. Nathan New Money Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about uh, you, good UFC name there. Um, so yeah, welcome to the podcast, Nathan. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm really excited, man. Yeah. And um, we've been listening to a little bit of your podcast. I understand that you've been listening to ours. So um, I guess I want to know like what you think your biggest audiences in terms of who you're pulling from what you're doing. I know it's a lot about financials and all about financial planning at a young age. Uh, who are you trying to reach and, and why did you start it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Firstly, thank you guys for having me out here. It's, it's a pleasure, man. I, I honestly, um, I'm always on the other side uh, interviewing people. So I, like I was like, so looking forward. I was like, just get chill. Just wait, talk, yeah. questions. You've you never been I mean? in. So what's that? You've never been interviewed? No, I, I have, but that's, I, I like to do it. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just, it's, it's easier, but anyway, um, you know, who, who I'm really talking to is people who have an inkling of like, like, ah, I think I should be doing something with my money. Like, I think I, like they know most of us do pretty much all of us know that we should be, um, you know, on top of our finances, et cetera. Um, just logically, but you know, I'm talking more so to young adults that kind of have that sort of like, like I, I want to, but like, I have no idea where to start because it can be quite overwhelming. So what I wanted to do is sort of modernize and make it more like just kind of chill, like nothing too crazy. Um, and, and the way I always describe it is like I, my podcast is like, if you're having a beer with me, me and you're just shooting the shit. I can swear. Is that okay? 100%. Yeah. Uh, we're just shooting the shit. We're just talking and I'm, I'm giving like, I'm just talking to you no bullshit. Like this is what it is you know, no frills kind of thing. Um, and, and the reason I started it is because I kept noticing like in social circles, like this repetitive joke of I'm broke investing. What, you know, like I am so hopeless with money. Ha ha ha. And like, like this is as, you know, I started really getting into this in my early years of university. 
Um, and, and I just like was fully enamored with it, like so, so in love with it. And um, I, I guess maybe my ears were getting better to hearing that. As I was learning, I was listening more into these conversations and realizing that, wow, there's like a really big disconnect because here we are about to head in the real world and we're, we're joking about how hopeless we are. And I'm like, wow, okay. Um, like, I want to do something about that because <laughs> I love this and I, and I would like to um, do it, but I don't want to do it in a way where I'm preaching and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm coming after people and I'm saying, you guys are all doing blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I want to do it in a way where I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm releasing content where you can opt in to listen if you'd like, and I'll try to do my best going to places where I know you're going to be like Instagram and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, Wait, and I guess pitch. What's that? you're on tiktok i didn't even know that that's amazing yeah yeah well like i've been on it for a bit but i've only started like doing uh some more recently um and it's not really that deep like not that serious but just kind of it's been going pretty good it's amazing and um just that tells yeah, me just, mentality that's amazing what's that just just that tells me your mentality like approaching this and, and showing up where your target audience is so i really admire yeah. that. that's very smart I, I appreciate that and i guess um you know, I really wanted to sort of just kind of like, hey, this is this is a snapshot of it and, and really use it in a medium where it's like, hey, this guy's actually not trying to talk down to me. This guy's actually like, like what is this guy trying to say? Like, he doesn't sound yeah. like a piece of shit. You know what you're I mean? Totally right. <laughs> no, Nathan, you're totally right. Like, I think a lot of the issues with, you know, <laughs> the classic, you know, mid-20s guy that starts a podcast type of shit, right? Where mm. it's very preachy, it's very downward, it's very look at me and here you should emulate me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I completely appreciate that. Why do you think that was so important to you as a value when you started this? Because I just, I want people to just know where I'm coming from with this because like, it's not something that like, they're not going to, I need, I, I wanted to get buy-in from, from the audience and from young adults who I know will benefit this from the future. Like you talk to anybody that's, I don't know, over the age of 30 and how many times have you heard like, God, I wish I did this when I was your age. Like, that's like the number one line you hear when you talk to somebody that's considerably older than you, like mm-hmm. use, you know, use your time wisely. Right. And so I was like, well, why don't we like, do that and and why do we do that in a way where it, like you know i'm not talking down to you because i'm here with you like i'm in it i'm in this shit with you that's that's the biggest thing i, I don't feel like i have a right to talk down to you because i am figuring it out just as just as much right i might have started a little bit earlier but i, I kind of want to just learn with you is, is the best sort of approach um that i that i try to go to so um i felt like it was really important to me uh because I always a, a deep thing with me is to is to see people reach their potential. Like I, I really want to see people reach it at least to some reasonable level because you know a lot of the principles that we t- like I talk about on the show are pretty straightforward once you sort of like learn them, implement them, and then it's kind of just like managing them. Um, but it's it's very passive at, at a certain degree. For sure. You know, just putting automating your finances, making everything automatic. You know, that you know simple things like that where you don't have to be amazing with money. It, it just kind of takes care of itself. For sure. Um, wh- what got you into this? What was something that was like, kind of like a, a, when the light bulb went off in your head that you were like, man, I need to be a, a saver and an investor at a young age. Like, was it a life event? Was it a, 
was it a mentality like what what put you down this road of not only wanting to do it for yourself obviously but also kind of just go hey I need to help other people with this or I want to be able to kind of be this vehicle where I take all of this really boring knowledge that nobody wants to go get so to speak right I don't think any Mm -hmm. of us think it's boring (laughs) but I think a lot of people do uh, and uh, really repackage it and deliver it to people in our age group that's just so much more readily available and, and entertaining. Like I've seen the stuff that you post on Instagram. It's hilarious the way you kind of refer to all of these different strategies. Like when your friends ask you for money, but they're kind of like, I know you have money, but <laughs> the only reason I have money is because I'm not lending it to you. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just funny. I just want to know like what got you down that road if there's any yeah. one life event or, or experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so like, frankly, I didn't have really much growing up. I, I'm not going to go down a sob story and, and, you know, get into that. Like I will, if you want to know, um, <laughs> no, I mean, whatever you, know, you think was like, no, the no, no, hey. <laughs> no, 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 you know? Um, so, you know, you know, it, it, cause it's quite overplayed. Like I came from nothing and now I'm so, and it's like, yeah. but, like really, um, we didn't have much. And I remember at a young age, like money was very transparent. Like I knew, what was good at like eight years old. I was like, so this kind of started with how your parents spoke to you about your family's financial standpoint. Yeah. And it was well, the biggest thing. Like my dad was definitely like open. My mom was, was probably my biggest influence. Like she was very, like she would like, you know, I just kind of knew everything that was going on. We didn't, I mean, I didn't sit and have one-on-ones with my mom when I was seven years old, but I, I understood. Okay. Like we need to move because we don't have enough money or we need to like, do this sort of thing because there's not enough money. There's not enough this. Like I played hockey and, and growing up and um, my mom, like God bless her, did everything in under the sun to make sure that happened for me my, and my brother and my sister. Um, it was hard and it was really, really hard. And like, just so like it was, I guess it was right here my whole life. Um, and so when I went to school, that's when it sort of uh, crystallized like, okay, well, like I need to like really, really make something of myself because I never want that to happen again for my family. And I want to take care of them, you know, instill the same values that I had when I was growing up. That's, that's a big thing that I think about is how do I give my future kids that, you know, security without, you know, that um, entitlement. Right. Um, but, you know, once I realized, okay, like I kind of got my stuff together and, and I realized it didn't really take that much, like in terms of just like, you know, paying down my credit card and, and paying my bills on time and starting to put away a little bit of money. Uh, I realized that these small habitual things that I managed to do pretty quickly. Um, I knew that anybody could do that if, if I was able to do that. And so I actually used to be on a podcast, a sports podcast with, with my buddies. And, and that was really fun, but it, it kind of fizzled out because I, I, we were all, it was just, it was very casual. And in the summer, I, I remember just, I was listening to some content or I was listening to a podcast. I was like, man, like, I wish, I wish, I literally, I was like, I wish somebody my age would just talk about this. And then I thought, well, why can't I be that guy? Um, and so I actually originally wanted to start a club at Western, like a personal finance club. And then I realized that that would be very short lived because it was my last year. And I was like, oh, well, I've been on a podcast before. I have this you, I guess, yearning to want to talk about this stuff and share it. Um, why don't I just start a podcast? And here I am. So that, that's pretty much wow. the, from start to finish. There you go. How would you, uh, how would you answer the question 
if somebody went up to you and you tell them about your podcast and you're promoting your podcast and somebody's like, well, you know, Nathan, are you, are you a millionaire? I mean, why should I listen to you? I mean, I mean, why don't I just go listen to somebody who has a, a billion dollars or a hundred million? Like why, why, why you, how would you answer that? Yeah. And you know, it's a very valid question. Um, my, if I haven't had that question, that confrontation before, I'm sure it'll come up. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it comes up because that means I'm growing. That means I'm getting bigger. And you know what I mean? Um, you know, but you know, I'd say, Hey, like you got every right. So if you want to go listen to, you know, uh, a billionaire talk about this stuff or a multimillionaire, that's that's you can do that but my whole angle is the opposite of that i'm one of you like i'm this i am not that you know what i mean i'm i'm in this mm. i'm in this shit with you yeah um that's it's a different perspective to to talk about this stuff be like hey listen you can do it because i'm no different than you and i'm doing it and mm. a lot of people i've seen have gone from nothing and just did these small sort of habitual things turned it around and you know it's more relatable than some guy who has, you know, 20 years of so-and-so experience. Like you, you admire them, you respect them, but can you really relate to that? You can't. So that's my whole angle. I'm, I'm that's, and that's why I'm talking to the audience I'm talking to. Well, yeah. it, it reminds me like when you said like uh, the message is the massage or whatever, yeah. right? Like, like the fact that you're communicating to people through Instagram and TikTok and these social medias, most likely you're actually someone's first experience with personal finance. So, you know, they're not going to necessarily go straight to reading Ray Dalio's debt crisis, which is like just exactly. impossible to get through, even for someone yeah. who's like dedicated to personal finance. You're like, yeah, this is, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, that's not yeah. what you're starting, right? You're going to start with the guy yeah. saying, Hey guys, like, you know how you're broke and you can't afford beer on the weekend. Yeah. So like, you know, <laughs> so I can, I can, I can, I can uh, appreciate your, uh, your approach. It's, it's great. Yeah. I, I, pre I appreciate that, man. And it's, uh, it's fun, man. You know, it really is. I'm a nerd. I always call myself a nerd for this stuff. I, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, and I, and I want to, if I can, if I can do that for just a few people, like that's, that's what matters. I'm, you know what I mean? Like when I was starting this, like, obviously you're going to, you're putting yourself out there. And, and I knew that, you know, people are like, what the fuck's this guy doing? I don't care. Like there's going to be people mm -hmm. who vibe with the message and there's going to be people that don't. And I can't lose sleep over, you know, every person that doesn't, care to listen to me like that's why it's a podcast and it's not like you know i'm shoving it down their throat so you imagine though like do people actually like do you get like like hate because like the things that i, I listened to like just like quickly went through your instagram is like there's nothing really to dispute like you're just you're just giving information that's just valuable like it's not like there's like a disagreeable point it's not like you're giving advice right. in that someone could like then argue it's like hey like here's what a cfsa is here's what an rsp is it's like right it's not exactly a disputable point right so yeah so, yeah so exactly. you're saying but you're saying just people being like oh nathan like big big podcast guy like oh thinks he knows everything type of thing right you mean like that <laughs> yeah. type of judgments i you know I, like yeah I, but i mean again i haven't really i've been lucky enough to not really have that i guess right yeah directly. no but it definitely is a point that a lot of people think of when they're thinking of starting something like that whether mm. it's an initiative about personal finance or or sports or whatever they want to start their their podcast about like they were kind of thinking through the lens of what are my peers or friends going to think and there's this quote that i'll paraphrase like it's not accurately quoting it but just paraphrasing it like if you're making decisions via the the lens of somebody else you kind of just cease to exist like you're not actually 100%. going to be what you 
we're trying to be or even you know there's there's nowhere you're not even taking a little like baby step towards your mm. goal you're essentially just remaining stagnant for the sake of being accepted and minimizing any form of like conflict or or critical thinking mm. and uh and so it's definitely just like cool to see that you took that leap because you know i would say that the majority of of like for example for us we experienced the same thing right so we weren't necessarily like too concerned about what people were going to think of us, but it was like, man, we don't really, who's going to listen and, and, and who, who's going to get stuff from this. And then we just did it. And then we grow, we grew a lot and now we're, we're, we have a great listener base and we're not really worried about what people are thinking. And we're just like kind of doing our own thing. So I respect it because I'm sure there's a ton of people that wanted to do it or know what you possibly know. And was like, just kind of, caught in the trap of, of inaction. So no, it's definitely cool to see that you did it. Cause I've listened to a few of your podcasts and like, it's definitely somewhere between like, you're, you're totally playing to the masses, right? Like you're playing to the masses that might be like a beginner or intermediate level, which is like really, really strong because I think that's maybe where the, the like, that's where the masses are. Well, that's the largest category yeah, yeah, of people. The yeah. largest category of, of any like um, domain is going to be the people who start out like there's not, there's very few schools for black belts in jujitsu, but every gym will give you a white belt basically. Yeah. Right? So, and, yeah. and you know what, that's, that's a great point because I don't need to talk about these concepts with the elites. I don't like, they know what I know, or they know, yeah. they know more than what I know. I, I what do, what are yeah, the, yeah. What am I to go listen to like a Ray Dalio, go listen to, you know, these Charlie Munger and other seasoned investors, go read the annual reports, go do your own thing because that's not my audience. That's no, that's not why I started the podcast. To you're onboarding people. people into this, right? What's that? You're like onboarding people into personal yeah, finance. Yeah. Like, hey guys, let's get on this ship. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's a great way to put it, man. It's just kind of just, hey, listen, you know, here's where we can go. You know, I'm getting on board. Like, are you trying to get on board with me? Kind yeah. Of. What's like the first like actionable steps for someone who's like, you know, we would say like an, you know, average student, maybe they just graduated, maybe they just got like their first job They're maybe, you know, maybe they got their first accounting job at KPMG or, you know, whatever, maybe they got their first, uh, you know, business analyst or whatever, you know, they're making 40, 50 K a year. Uh, you know, what, what are some first national steps of like going from being the broke college kid to now, like, you know, they're seeing their kids buy, or their, um, their friends buying cars and going out for drinks on the weekends. Like what's some, some stuff that you'd maybe like pitch those people on. Yeah. So the easiest, the easiest thing that I always say, if you've like done nothing, like you've just kind of like, just kind of gone through life and you haven't, it hasn't really occurred to you. I always say, okay, like just take a week or like a small frame of time. And every time you make a purchase for the next week, just ask yourself, is this a need or is this a want? Mm -hmm. And just, 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 just have that introspection. Like, 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 is this a need or is this a want? And then if you start to sort of question yourself, you'll start to, you'll, you'll, I just, I just want you to get a little bit of a feel of that. And be like, hmm, oh, I really don't need all this stuff. And what that does, in my opinion, and to people I've talked to, I've recommend this to, it's it's sort of like a, it makes you question everything because you start saying, well, I don't need this. Well, I don't need that. Do I need this? Do I need that? And then you kind of, you're kind of like, okay. And then that's when you're more, I guess, willing to buy into, okay, let's sit down for 30 minutes and let's, let's write out what your income is, what your expenses are, fixed expenses. And then your variable expenses, like, and then let's talk about where you want to be in next month. Where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in three? So just that small little exercise of literally like just being like, is this a need? Or is this a want? Is this a need? Or is this a want? Like you, that's no work. That's literally no work. But 
it, it'll it'll force you if you really do it to to sort of like question yourself like okay okay like I don't need this this is what I want and then it, it kind of just opens this like pathway um and, so like awareness and is the first step basically awareness is the first step of of your purchases and things like that and then obviously you know sitting down and and thinking okay like um let me just like you could even be yeah, another easy thing is like let me just save like 10 percent of my income if i'm saving nothing right now let me just try to do that like just baby steps right um and you know there's a whole comprehensive you know start to finish thing that i, I could give you right now um, in terms of like that, but when you're, when you're talking to somebody, you, you don't want to throw the dictionary at them and <laughs> throw everything at them. Right. You, you want to just give them a very small thing to do, uh, and, and see where it, you know, and build on and then, and, and then go from there. Hmm. Now, what is the ultimate goal with this? Is it that you want people to be, uh, you want to retire early? Is it them to just be smarter about money in general? If you had the ideal listener, what does their journey look like and where does it end or does it even end? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So I'd say it's just, it's just empowerment, really. It's, it's just an awareness, I guess, as, uh, as um, we talked about earlier. Um, just, just kind of know what's going on. That's, if, that's really it. Just a push for you to understand what's going on in your life. I'm not sitting here preaching for, you know, fire, financial independence, retirement. I'm not here preaching for, you know, these returns with Tesla and all this kind of stuff. I'm saying, Hey, listen, just, just have some financial awareness in your life. Mm -hmm. And then it'll allow you to have awareness in other aspects like your health and fitness and family and relationships and things like that. And, and it, it kind of just, it, it's all one thing. Like you're really um, being aware of, of your life. Finances are just a small part of it. Right. And so um, I love this stuff. I want to specialize in stuff, but really it's, just helping people kind of like open their eyes a little bit. Um, and, and here are some great concepts that will aid you in your life as you begin to open your eyes. What did I don't, you study I don't, in business school? I studied um, marketing, but I actually used to be in science. So I, I switched into- Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you run a, your own business currently or what do you do full-time? So I, I work for PepsiCo. I'm uh, in a sales development um, position there. Yeah. which is cool. So that's, that's like my full-time thing. Nice. Uh, and then this podcast isn't monetized. It's not, it's just, um, free, like just producing content. Uh, do I have aspirations for that? Absolutely. I, I, I do think that's in the cards and just really put a lot of time into this and, uh, mm -hmm. see where that goes. But, uh, do you find yeah, that I mean, by doing the personal finance, like podcast and like, uh, and doing all the Instagram stuff, do you find it helps you in your own finances? hundred percent because, I can't come out here talking about this stuff if I don't have it together. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I, I, I have to be like, and it, it, it's not because I need to look like I have it together. I, I need to, like, I need personally, like nobody knows what's going on in my account, but I know I feel like a fraud if mm. I've got, you know, disarray in my, in my, uh, in my, well, den I mean, and I'm trying to come out here. And yeah. I mean, just that. to kind of, kind of touch on why I think John asked that question, which is like, you know, we enrolled like 47 people to do Sober October, right? And so we're all, uh, you know, it's the end of the month. Um, we're all together. We went out for dinner last night with some people that we don't see very often in, in Vancouver here. And um, like, you know, totally would have liked to just relax and have a few beers, right? But now I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm out to dinner with people that listen to the podcast. And like, I'm, I'm held accountable with that. And it's just like, Absolutely. 
it's it's kind of like the mechanism for yourself as well like this is maybe you could argue for listeners like this is more it's like a it's it's resided in like a selfish motive but it's not bad it's just like obviously when I know I say something on the podcast I'm 20 times more likely to hold myself accountable to it yeah uh so yeah I can definitely appreciate that um but one one thing that I just want to sum there that you said is is something we truly believe in which is don't look impressive just be impressive <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Which, which i think is, is so critical yeah yeah and and you know you know i think at some level we all care about what certain people think maybe it's our girlfriend or boyfriend or our family or something and i think that to say that we don't care what people think i don't care what anybody like that's not true and i don't think you guys think that either i think though you have to limit that right and yeah. And for the most important opinion to you should be what you think of yourself. Right. And, and so, you know, I want to be that person that, you know, uh, you know, has a grip on their finances and, and empowers people to do the same. That's, that's really all it is. Do you, have you found that by improving your uh, financial self, that it's improved the other aspects of your life too, like whether it be health, you know? Um, you know yeah. I, you know what I think? Right. And, and, um, you know, I think I'm a big believer in, um, you know, everything bleeds into one another, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really believe in that. And like, I'm a, like, I, I take fitness pretty seriously. Like I work out like five to six times a week. Like I, I did a, a fitness competition last year, which was great. Uh, my girlfriend is like super, super into it. I, that, that was like a Mount Everest thing for me like you climb it and you never fucking go up there again. That's, that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think that I always, I've always find when, when, when one thing, when I'm really on one thing, I just want to make sure that everything is, is, is comparable. Uh, and so, you know, when I'm drilling my finances, then it kind of just makes me, okay, well, let me get my diet on check. Let me make sure me and my girlfriend and my family are good. Make sure that, um, you know, my job's going, like, it just, it, I honestly, to God, believe that it bleeds into each other. And if you let one portion slip, that, for lack of a better term, mediocrity will, will slip into the other um, aspects of your life. And so you don't have to be absolutely crushing absolutely everything, you know, all the time. But, you know, as long as you sort of have a, a baseline competence with, with everything, um, you know, you're just going to be a lot better off, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Like, I'm curious to know. I know you're pretty frugal uh with with a lot of the things you talk about on your podcast which is great you got the king of frugality right here by the way uh so yeah Uh, i just want to know like when's the last time you treated yourself like what was your what was your like kind of like uh shameful not shameful actually because i know that if you're frugal enough it's shameless when you treat yourself right but i'm just curious to know like how do you how do you reward yourself with that degree of frugality because i think like frugality at a young age is so important if you are trying to maximize investment amounts and savings right Mm -hmm. So how do you go about remaining frugal, but also like being able to afford the odd, like, I don't know, whatever it is for you. I don't know. Maybe it's like tickets to an expensive sports event that you couldn't go see very often. I don't know. But like, just how do you calculate that for yourself? Yeah. It, what's the last what thing you got? I'm curious. Too. Yeah. The last thing I got. So I'll answer, I'll answer the last thing. Let me, let me think. Um, um, 
man you know what <laughs> Can't even answer. no 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 it's not it's not even like that it's not even like because i do i i do like little yeah, things okay. i don't i don't do big expenditures that's what it but is that's a need versus want thing you touched upon at the very beginning right yeah it, yeah it, it's it's hard it's i don't even want like i don't want to do like big big things like i, I mean it maybe call it like it, i'm just, it's just drilled into me but like what i do personally and I, this isn't something that i say like this is just a personal preference like I just like little tiny rewards here and there. So I guess my vice is like food. Like I mm-hmm. like love, 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 love food, but not, not like Uber eats and, you know, delivery and stuff like, cause I can't, it causes me physical pain to pay for that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, but, you know, going out and just getting like treats and stuff like that. Like I do that all the time and it's, it's pretty stupid. I hundred percent don't need it, but it's kind of just something that I do on my like cheat days that I really, really like. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it, it definitely adds up. Um, I'd say, um, you know, I, I really, I, it's, it's gone to a point where, yeah, like I, I'll do a few big things like very occasionally. Like I went to California before, like literally right before all of this stuff happened this year, um, which was great. I went with my girlfriend and, and that's, that's, so that's a time where I just took, I took the handle. Like, I'm just like, okay, I'm here. Like I have a thousand Mm -hmm. bucks. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't care yeah, what no, happens no. because I, you know, I, I put myself in a position where like, it's, sure. it's okay if I, you know, spend and things like that. And that's, yeah. I talk about that on the show a lot. Like, like not being, you know, not feeling guilty or remorseful for doing things like that. Right. Yeah. You, you know, and, what? and I, when I'm to a, do it and how to calculate when you can do it. And yeah. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, I mean, I think with, with a lot of things I talk about with finances, if you do it the right way, if you automate everything, if you make sure that your things are just coming out, like it doesn't have to be this super calculated um, bookkeeping thing. It, it can be like, you know, you just everything, your investments, your savings, your bills come out and then you just have guilt-free money left over. And it's like, okay, everything's taken care of. I can just go blow it on whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's a great way that works for a lot of people because it, it requires no effort because everything's automated. Um, the reason I'm talking about automation so much, that's like the next episode this week, but, um, oh, cool. you know, I don't think you can have a sustainable financial plan without building that in of, of going out and enjoying yourself. So for someone, it could be, you know, they could be, uh, they could have J's like they could collect J's and I'm like, dude, collect J's to the cows come home, but like, make sure that you're paying yourself first and, and you're, you're taking care of your student debt and, and things that kind of stuff's taken care of. And then boom, you can go get every, you know, Air Jordan you, you want in the world. Or if you want to go see, I don't know, Travis Scott or well, not right now, but like, you know what I mean? Right. Like it doesn't matter what it is, like go out and do that, but just make sure that you're prioritizing the other stuff. Well, Amber and I were actually just talking about this this morning, uh, over breakfast. And we were talking about how, you know, it's interesting that when people talk about how much money they make, they talk about like the top line, they don't talk about how much they actually invested or saved. Now, right. what's, the, what's the point of making a hundred million dollars a year if you spend a hundred million dollars a year? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's, yeah. it's really how much. I mean, I know it's such a cliche saying. Yeah. Your mom's always like, "It's not how much you earn; it's how much you save." And we're all like, "Yeah, yeah. okay, mom." Yeah. Right, but then it's like, "Oh, low key, like that's actually pretty damn good advice, right?" Like, how 100%. much money you invest is how much money you've actually essentially paid yourself, really. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, it's it's uh, it's crazy, man. There's 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 a bunch of broke millionaires like not ah. millionaires, but like broke people who should be millionaires who literally you know are, are doctors lawyers um you know 
you know, Bain consultants and like, you know, management, like all like big, big time people who don't have a fucking clue what's going on in their bank account. They just make so much money that they don't think they need to. And it, that's, that's a gross misinterpretation of, of how it should be. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it, it, I mean, it is what it is. And hopefully they, they probably figured out, um, they're smart people, uh, a lot of those people, but like, there are a lot of people that, you know, make hundreds of thousands, even millions a year and, and just have no idea what's, what's going on. Have you read The Millionaire Next Door? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that book is like yeah. that, right? Like yeah. how the, all the people that you like, that you look around and you think are like rich are actually broke. Mm-hmm. And then all the people you yeah. look around and they look really broke. They're, they're probably more likely to be rich than the other guys. Yeah, yeah so we 100%. just did a podcast with a guy named Dan Yvonne, who's probably going to come out before you. So you'll probably have listened to it by the time this comes out. But uh, he, like us, runs trade businesses, right? And so what happens with the tradesmen is that like it's pretty interesting because uh, when you do really well as a trades business owner, so for example, mm-hmm. Amber was one, I, I am one, and John is one, and Dan is one. So when we are starting to like like operate at scale and start to really leverage our business, hire managers, double the size of our business like this, you know, because we're, you know, if we're learning how to market, sell more effectively, you know, we're making really good money. And then what happens is that when you, if you were, if we were to go buy, like Dan went and bought a, uh, like, cause he, 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 yeah, he leased um, with his partner, like a top of the line, beautiful Mercedes AMG wagon, like, or it's a, it's a GLC, GLC, like, and yeah, I don't know. Anyway, 14 different letters. Bunch of letters. Bunch of letters. But but he's like, you know, but, but he had essentially ran like a $1 million window cleaning business this year. Like it was insane. Like he absolutely killed it. So two properties and has two properties is highly invested. Like he could afford this. He's cash heavy. Yeah, exactly. But to his clients, like imagine what you think when you ask for a window cleaning estimate and this guy rolls up, right? Like in, in this car. So he was like, it's a lose lose. Like I'm, I'm in a, I'm in an industry where there's like, you, you have to do well to be like really um, well perceived with a good reputation. Like you should probably drive like a nice ish truck. They bought a second vehicle by the way, which is like the work car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they aren't yeah. seen in their other car, but like, it's oh, funny because you get to a point where the million there, the millionaire next door thing, it's like, well, by virtue of operating just by chance by the way like i I don't choose by this but like by virtue of operating in this field like john and i would actually kind of hurt ourselves if we if we went and got these things right because then we'd be perceived as like wait are you like are are you robbing people like you know and and then if we're not (laughs) if we're not investing it and we're not growing it on like quietly so to speak right then and 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 we're not like playing towards like the that i don't know if you want to say like ego. yeah exactly so we're you know we kind of joke about that and we, we have adopted this mentality but anyway well yeah. it makes it easier because like if you think about it like you actually touched upon this um like kind of lightly like on your uh uh like making money online is like too good to be true right and when, and when you're post recently it's like like those guys have to look rich because like that, yeah, yeah. Like that's a part of like <laughs> yeah. that whole gig of making the real online. estate agent you have yeah. to drive a bmw like it's just yeah, yeah it's kind of convenient like like you you're a great like you're a great person if you make a bunch of money off your uh new money podcast you don't need to go buy a lamborghini because like people aren't listening to you because you like pitch yourself as a rich guy like they, they're right. like oh yeah like he drives like a used honda civic that's awesome right like he's a baller like he like he's yeah he's like he's john a, drove yeah. a minivan until this week yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like that's great yeah 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 it's really <laughs> but, like awesome. it's kind of nice to live in those little niches 
niches where you don't have to look rich. You can actually just be rich. It's like, sweet. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 No, seriously. That, that, and that's the, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, you know, when it, when it comes to business and, and from a branding perspective and, and there's a, there's a brand perception that you want to um, sort of um, show to your clients and th- like, I, I understand that to some degree, um, you know, and, and that's such an interesting, I'm, I've never heard of that where they were, they, they got a car that was too nice and they didn't want to show the clients because it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like we're, 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 you know, honest to goodness people, like we're not ripping you off, things like that. I, I usually, I, I hear, you know, I need to level up. Um, so I look like I'm doing really well in my business and things like that. So, um, you know, the biggest thing that kills our age group is lifestyle inflation. Like mm. as you begin to make more money, you spend more money and, um, you know, you could argue that it, it should be, as you make more money, you should spend even less because it, it's, it's the, the gap, the, uh, the marginally the gap is widening. And so I think if you can just flatten the spending curve and, and, and see your income go up, like you're going to, you're going to win at life. Like you just are. But if you yeah. keep up with the Joneses, if you keep trying to, um, and, and like, you know, again, back to the treating yourself thing. Like, it's not about like, it's not that you don't deserve that new car. It's not that you don't deserve these new things, that fresh thing. It's not that you're like, you know, you don't deserve that stuff. Cause you, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you work very hard and you did a lot of great things and you deserve nice things and like hundred percent, but like, what's the cost? Like what's mm-hmm. the cost right now? What's, what's the, the opportunity cost? cost? What's the opportunity okay. cost? Right. Is that, is, is, is that very temporal satisfaction you get from that purchase worth the, like, I don't know, decades worth of, you know, compounding yeah. that money could have made or what yeah. the life, that you could have built even pardon me like even just a peace of mind like like yep, exactly one of the costs of car payments is that you have to think about car payments yeah like that constantly sucks, right like i don't want you don't want that right exactly and um and, and with cars specifically you know i um i did an episode of, of uh, quite a few episodes back on cars but um man you know it's not even the car it's the maintenance it's the things that come up on the back end it's the the like i mean you think about a you know mercedes amg c63 blah 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 um you know how much an oil change is you know how much it is to just get your car checked out yeah amber was talking about this with uh somebody that he knows that bought a lambo and it's like you don't think of like where you need to park it like yeah. How do you store it? How do you like, you know, there's all of these things that you don't even think about. You're like, Oh, I can afford the car. Okay, yeah. great. And then they're like, you sign yourself up for all these like bullshit add-ons that you don't even think yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, contract. there's, yeah. And you know, and, and again, like, I feel like, you know, we're circling back over and over, but you know, we touched on how like people just think of the top line and they think mm-hmm. of the, the price tag, right. They yeah. don't think of it, the, the itemization and things that are going to come. And yeah. Um, it's just opening your eyes and just kind of realizing, okay, like, what does this actually look like? Like, what am I committing myself to um, financially and, 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 and just being slightly aware. For sure. Yeah. I I guess I wanted to just dig a little bit deeper with you here for a sec, because we were talking about this quote, the three of us, I think it was yesterday. Um, Somebody that listens to the podcast that we know well uh, shared this quote recently with me or I guess I think they just shared it on their social media. His name is Joe Kim. Shout out to Joe. If he's listening, I know he probably Joe. is. Um, he put something up saying how, for the most part, people turn into the version of, of 
someone they didn't have when they were younger and someone they needed, right? So essentially we turn into the people we didn't have as kids. And I think that like, you know, just to touch back on the original question to you, I think at the beginning here was like, oh, why do you do this? You know, I, I don't know, like, do you think that you, because for us, like we all, we've talked about this many times, like none of us came from, you know, and the, let's dismiss the whole like, oh, poor me narrative. It's just facts. Like none of us came from something of like extreme wealth or value. And here we are all running businesses and trying to do, you know, over a million dollars revenue a year and have this accountability call and, and just to help each other do really well. Like, I don't think that would have existed for us if we had things like, if, if we had those people when we were younger. And there's this quote from Stefan Arneo, who I love uh, his content, but he passed away this year actually. And uh, I don't know if you know who that is, Nathan. He's a yeah, real estate I, I, investor. I, it from, sounds familiar. I don't from know. Western, he's a real estate investor from Western Ontario actually. Uh, oh, really? And he, yeah, so anyway, he has this, I don't think it's actually his quote. Winnipeg, but yeah. Oh, it is Winnipeg? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought it, I didn't know it was from Winnipeg. Uh, he has this, I don't think it's his quote. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good, good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. So it just depends what's part of the cycle that you're in, right? Mm -hmm. So if all of us were, were raised in quote unquote hard times, then that's going to create strong men. And then what meet, what we might create possibly, maybe not is, <laughs> is good times. Right. And then it's up to us to like, how do, children. how do we recreate the like, uh, kind of like artificial hard times for your children? Right. And, and not have the cycle loop back to having them be weak people. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, so I just wanted to know, like, do you think that quote's accurate and how it relates to you? Like that quote? Yeah. Like the cycle yeah. of, of you needing to be who like you don't, you, you always turn into the person you are that you didn't have when you were younger and that kind of cyclical relationship. hundred percent. So, you know, firstly, um, and I, I don't think you're implying this at all. Um, my, my parents, I love them to death. I, I really do. And, and we had a, <laughs> like, I, I obviously still have a great relationship with them. I mean, some yeah. people can't say that. So I'm, I'm very yeah. lucky. I'm very grateful to say that. Um, but we did, we didn't have financial security all the time. Yeah. And, and I do definitely want to do that someday. And I think that is literally something uh, that I think about a lot is how do I, like you said, artificially create this environment yeah. of, um, you know what I mean? Like, like, how, how do I make sure that they get the same values? Like, I, I kind of almost worry about that sometimes. I'm like, damn, like, I mean, maybe it's a comp, maybe it's an arrogance that I think I'm going to be that doing that well in life. But, you know, I, I'm confident that if I keep, going the way I'm going, I should be able to create a pretty decent life for myself. And how can I have my kids grow up to know that the world doesn't owe them a fucking thing? Like I, I'm mm -hmm. real that in their head mm -hmm. that, that that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think that if, if you, and I, and I talked to a friend about this, um, because his parents are really well off and his value system is like, I mean, you know, the exact same as mine. He's very, very uh, humble, very grateful, very hardworking. Like you would, you would never know kind of person. And I, mm -hmm. I asked him like, man, your parents did such a good job with you. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a few friends like that as well, whose parents were like very successful, but they just still get after it. You know, like it's a really interesting thing to see, like, 
you kind of look at the parents and go, what did you do? Like, I want to know how you essentially falsified the data a little bit, you know, like, how did you, how did you, how did you have this, you know, multi-million dollar home and all of this wealth and, and you don't flaunt it, but you also just raise your kids in a way that you could have raised them in like a one bedroom apartment. Right. And they, and they would have been, um, it seems like they would have worked as hard. So anyway, it's exactly. such this notable skill. Yeah. I just wanted to know what you thought about it, but yeah, creating it for other people is, is a huge thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think it's something that, you know, it's a bridge that I'll cross when I get there. I think mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that they're going to know their dad, you know, busted his butt to get where he is and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and their mom as well. And, and mm-hmm. I think just being around and, and, um, sort of, uh, you know, teaching the things that I would like to teach at a, at a young age. Um, you know, I think as I go through life, I mean, I'm already, I guess, technically teaching right now about some of these concepts and things like that. So hopefully I'm a little bit better when I, when I do have a family and things uh, like that. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll figure that out, but yeah, that's a great quote. Though. I uh, really, yeah. Yeah. Cause like, the way I look at it is for me, it was, it was financial, but it was also like, there was, I have this joke with my mom um, that like, I used to be very overweight as a kid. And so like, there's photos of me and I'm just looking at my mom. I'm just like laughing at my mom. I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I was like, how did this happen? And like, I remember, and she was just like, Austin, like back then when, when like in the, in the early two thousands, late nineties, like we honestly didn't know like the nutritional science behind how to like properly raise kids. And my mom is like fully just pled the ignorance card where it's like, I don't, I or the negligence card where it's like, I didn't even know like that, you know, feeding you guys, these things was that unhealthy because <laughs> since she, she actually got like, um, she got like diagnosed with like a uh, pre pre-diabetic and then was like, Oh my God, I'm pre-diabetic. And just like educated herself within like six months, like went full, like low carb, lost 50 pounds is now like kind of like a health nut. And I'm like, super proud of it. And she honestly, just as she was educating herself on these things felt like so um, guilty in a sense, almost, right? So I was, I was just like, no, nah, it's, it's okay. It was just like, you see how, okay, well, now that I, I had had to work through that, well, now I'm like, like physical fitness is a priority for me now. But would it have been like the classic, you know, group of people that you would go to high school with slowly putting on weight for the, you know, 10 years after high school until you see them after 10 years, you're like, holy shit, like, you just look completely different. Like, they, yeah. they didn't have that, like, they would have just, I don't know, there's just like, there's something about overcoming like an environment mm-hmm. where it was really difficult. Mm-hmm. And then you had it at a young age. So you're trying to turn into this other thing. But it's you, essentially, it seems like you cross a point where if you experience it too old of an age, it's kind of just you, right? Yeah. Like if you experience, if you experience like a financial turmoil as like a 31 year old, mm. it's like, Oh shit. Like, it's kind of like, wow, I'm pretty far into this. Yeah. How am I going to like, it seems like there's more, there, there's less irreversibility almost. Right. So um, mm. I just wanted to ask you, like, at what point do you think, uh, like you, cause you're, you're playing to the audience of our age group, which is essentially twenties, let's call it. Okay. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's inaccurate, but, uh, no, no, it's right on. Yeah. So how do you, I guess this might sound like a stupid question, but like, obviously there's no, there's no expiry date for when you could start investing, but based mm. on what you think, what's like, 
when's the best time to start investing? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> no, yeah, I guess when's the best time to start investing? Other than yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and other than today. I mean, like, if let's say you're you're in a you're at a point where you can't start investing right now, you're pretty much tied, like you're not making enough money. Um mm. at what point do you think that people cross? And this isn't like a right answer, I'm just asking you like on mm. the whole what point do people cross when you think they're less coachable with this stuff? Mm. Right. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's, I don't think I can give a, like a concise yeah. answer to that because I think, you know, you talk about the whole like nature versus nurture thing, right? Some people, you know, are just born, go through the same sort of experience. Maybe I did or somebody else did and they just don't do anything. Like they just kind of go through life they live their life and then, you know, they die and then that's it. And, you know, I, I can't explain why some people do and why some people don't give in the same environment. And, you know, like it, it's, it's a tough thing. Um, the sort of, um, I guess, breaking point that you're speaking of is, is, is again, subjective for everyone as well. I think everybody has a different um, level where they sort of threshold is the word I'm looking mm. for where they kind of need to cross yeah where it's like and, and it's just like whoa and like that's yeah. why I have the podcast is to if I can just push you towards that threshold yeah I can do a, if well, I that's can it. Do a little bit yeah because I was you talking I mean? to my mom about like investing and it was almost just like the, the the her ears were closed it was just like yeah it was just like what well no 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 Austin like you don't get it like that's great for you but yeah. that's not great. I'm like, no, you're wrong. Like that's, yeah. it's like, it, it is great for you. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're 50 years old. You have like possibly another 40 ish years of your life. Like, what do you mean? Like if you look at the appreciation over the past 12 months, like you could easily fund something that you want here. Like, what, what are you talking about? It just seems like nobody's open to it. So I just want to know what you think about that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so again, like it's, um, the, the threshold's different and different things. Um, pop off for others. So for example, like if you, maybe somebody hears about their friend that paid off $20,000 in debt in a year. And that's like, holy shit, how did you do that? And they, and they get really interested. But like when they hear about compound interest in 40 years, they're like, ah, like, I don't know what the mm -hmm. who cares 40 years Yeah. versus, versus somebody who sees, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that thing where it's like, would you take a penny doubling for 30 days? Yeah. Yeah. Would you take yeah like shit like that. That's, that's one of those things where like half of the audience is probably like, Holy hell, like, like, what is that? And that kind of, um, intrigue and that interest, like it, it again, it, it varies for different people. What I try to do is lay it out in as, uh, as an entertaining way as I can. And, you know, obviously have the more, um, you know, serotonin releasing inducing yeah. stuff like the big numbers the flashy stuff well, it's like you're presenting so I, your argument from like 64 different angles so that you can maybe hit home with different people yeah exactly because there's there's going to be different things that connect with different types of people right because yeah. that's just we, we're all you know naturally different from each other so it's it's hard all i can do as a you know personal finance podcaster is try to present you the information and as you know digestible and as enjoyable of a way as I can and pray to God that it lands with you in a way where you're like, okay, like yeah. I'm down, like, let's get it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Do you think people uh, around money learn better through pain or through a promise of a greater future? Ah, man, I hate giving the, it depends answer again. Um, <laughs> but you know, like it, you know, 
like I said, there's people who take pain their whole life and don't do a thing about it. And there's people who take pain and they're like, fuck this. I'm going to do something about it. And it's just, it's just two different types of people. And so I think the number one thing, I mean, I'd say if I had to pick one, I'd say, Hey, you can be somebody. Let me show you how you can be somebody that, that lands more than, you know, just being shit out of somebody until they fight their way out of it. Uh, so I'd say the, the promise of the greater future just, I guess, like naturally, like innately, like kind of gets more people. Well, it's interesting too, because like even like tolerances for debt, like some people are like, are totally comfortable just like totally leveraging themselves to the nines. Whereas some people like myself are very conservative. I'm like, I like that a lot of, you know, I don't, I like, the, I don't like the finance things. I like to pay cash. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, have the least amount of payments, pay for the entire year up front. Like, yep. so it's interesting even in that sense too, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. 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 And, um, you know, that's, it's it, 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 again, different, no right or like, wrong, so to speak, right. There's, there's no right or wrong. And, and I talk about like, you know, should I, well, people say, should I invest now or should I pay off my student? And I said, well, you know, it depends. Like, yeah. How much like peace of mind does, does, does having your student debt being paid off earlier, um, you know, feel for you and versus like, you know, like how much can you handle now? There's, there's, there's nuances to this. So, you know, paying off your mortgage really, really, really fast. I, I don't know about that because it's a lot of money and the opportunity cost is quite sizable to pay down a $300,000 mortgage with your, with your spouse in like two to three years. Like you are leaving a lot and of fucking money on the low table. interest rates. Exactly. Like we're only exactly. like, like 2.7%. Like you, you exactly. You really get better. Exactly. At CD. Yeah. People, people refinance or do something and, and they can pivot and, be in a lot, a much longer position, but you know, the peace of mind just means so, so much to them. And like, I can't tell you that's the right or wrong answer. I'm telling you, I can tell you what the numbers say and I can tell you, you know, that this is what it could look like in these different scenarios. But that's, that's the biggest sort of thing where I see that sort of um, preference come in is Mm -hmm. the debt versus invest thing thing the you know spreadsheet guy versus the peace of mind guy right well the, an interesting guy in the personal finance. Or, or girl or girls yeah 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 the, the interesting thing in the personal finance game is dave ramsey are you, are you familiar with him at all yeah yeah interesting guy, right because like i just don't resonate at all with the guy despite me being a yeah. pretty conservative guy with my finances i don't carry a lot of debt and mm. he's like so it's interesting so extreme on the one end right it's just zero debt yeah. all the time right and then yeah people on the other yeah. end of it of course as well right he, you know, he's, uh, he's done a lot of great things for America uh, oh, and, and, and more, internationally. More people out of debt than anyone else in human history. Exactly. And, and, you know, he's, he's a, he's a maverick and stuff like even stuff that I'm trying to do, just like getting on a mic and talking about it. Like he, he's absolutely like one of the first guys to, to really his do that. Voice could, like, it's like so relaxed. He's just trustworthy. Right. Yeah. Very, like, very. Um, kind of voice, you know? you, exactly. And you can see where, why he is where he is. Yeah, um, but his views are very extreme, and they're not very forgiving. And I think um, I always say life is life is a billion shades of of gray. There's no black and white to really anything. Other, the only black and white thing is you're gonna die someday. And even that, with and you got to pay your damn taxes, <laughs> <laughs> and you got to pay your taxes. Those taxes are dope. Yeah, exactly. Man. But I mean, like, there's there's so many different scenarios for everything and i mean like i mean i was gonna make it like like a joke like you know the only certain thing is death and it's like the way we're going with technology like who fucking knows like maybe <laughs> we'll be 
you know what I mean? Maybe it will be eternal. Like who, who knows? Right. And obviously I'm, I'm, I'm praying here, but, for the taxes go away too, buddy. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> the taxes, yeah. The utopian society sort of thing. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, I, 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 I find it hard to empathize, like, like admire people, um, greatly when, when they're so matter of fact about something and dismissive of other sort of so um, certain, right. That's the thing that always yeah. blows me away is like, Hey, this is the right way to do something. It's like, Oh, interesting. Like there's no, there's no wiggle room there at it's all. Interesting for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, because, you know, here's, here's a thousand people that did it a different way and were just as well off, you know what I mean? And, um, so it's, I don't know. I, I, I can see I why don't... people resonate with you, man. Like you're just, um, you're not like, you, you no preach. Like you're just, you're, you're just like, Hey guys. So like, here's all the information, do what you want with it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not like there's certain, there's certain points I, I, I hit on harder. Like it'd be like, you know, is there any universals really... like definite things you're like, Hey guys, like don't do this. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's scenarios where it's like, okay, don't miss a payment. Like, don't miss your credit card payment. Like, that's what's one thing. There's, I don't yeah. have it. There's no subjectivity to that, right? Like, it's just you need to do <laughs> that. Um, you know, so I'm not, I'm not laissez-faire on every single issue, but yeah, from yeah. a macro perspective, you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of like, yeah. okay, well, I could see these two different scenarios, right? I like that. I like that. I wanted to ask you. You brought up something earlier that really struck a chord with me uh, in a good way, like the difference between when people ask you. Uh, should I pay off my, you, you, you asked the question, should I pay off my student loan or should I, you said like pay off my mortgage or something, whatever. In, invest, invest, yeah. invest. Okay. Versus, should yeah. I, should I invest or should I pay off my student loan? And it, you said, you know, it really depends on what's going to give you the most peace of mind. And in addition to what's going to do you the most better, like the, the, the best decision, economically speaking, or, or objectively speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of pick this apart with you because it, it like um, you said you studied marketing mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm studying marketing as well. I'm just doing my, I'm actually just starting my master's thesis on this project. And it, it's actually about this. It's about people's mm-hmm. subjective value of money and how they mm-hmm. spend it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it has to do with being primed with sexual advertising. However, that we don't have to talk about that, but it is just the idea that uh, people are think about their money differently when they're in different States. And so if you're at the club with your friends and like, you're having an amazing time, 300 bucks on a bottle might seem like peanuts where the next day, when you try to add guacamole to your nachos, you're not going to spend the $4. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it, it's, it's just not, it's not what you would call in line with homo economicus, which is essentially just like the right way, the logical way of doing things. Now, the rational you, consumer, yeah. exactly the rational consumer. So do you think, that one's maybe success in terms of saving or investing or just being a lot more uh, like having a more long-term view of your finances would come down to the overlap between your subjective value of money and your objective value of money. Meaning you're a lot closer to homo economicus in the sense where you know, you don't necessarily get influenced by the external factors, right? So in the example that you gave, should I pay off my student loan or should I invest? And then when you say, and I agree with you, like what's going to actually check the mental box of you doing a step in the right direction so that you feel good about it versus Mm -hmm. what's actually going to do you better. Mm -hmm. I think, and I could be wrong, but paying off the student debt would be objectively better, right? If you get, you're, you're kind of clearing it off your books 
but if getting into the investing game, maybe like, let's say it's during COVID it's, it's uh, like the, the rates are down and everything's kind of on sale in the stock market, let's say, well, mm. maybe that's like subjective because it was like, Oh, I got in at the right time. And there's all of these like, you know, kind of scrambled thoughts going through people's heads when it comes to these things. Do you think mm. that the overlap between the subjective and objective is really important or does that really not matter to you? So that's, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I think, like you touched on, like we, we do this sort of mental accounting in our head, these buckets in our head yeah. where we can't cross the dollars in between each other. Um, because yeah. you know, we, we think, yeah. we think it's, we think that these dollars are like mentally, we do this subconsciously, like we're like this dollar, we can't spend this dollar here because it's for here and here and whatever. Right. Um, you know, when you talk about, um, it's tough for people to make financial decisions if they haven't worked their financial muscles. Right. So what yeah. I mean by that is if you've never fucking thought about money in your life and, and you're like, well, I don't want to invest because you don't know anything about investing. Like, how can you make that decision? You don't know anything about paying down debt. You don't, you don't have the tool toolkit to make a decision like that. And so the first thing is try to educate yourself so you can actually have an informed decision mm -hmm. actually understand your temperament because most people don't understand what they can take. They just think they know what they can take. So for example, somebody maybe they'll be like, I don't know. Oh, I, I'll put all my money in this, in this risk or in the stock and I can stomach the risk and whatever, but they don't understand that they're taking unsystematic risk, which is risk that they don't need to take and they lose all their money and they realize, Oh, like I, I I'm, I'm actually risk averse. Like they don't. So people firstly need to get a better understanding of what their actual risk appetite is. Second, when it comes to that question of paying down debt versus um, investing. I like, like risk appetite versus risk tolerance. It's a bit risk, it's more accurate term. What, a, what a can you stomach? Term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, you need to think about like, it's, it's, I, I empathize with this question because you do need to have a pretty good understanding of both worlds yeah. and both scenarios. For example, yeah. if you know that in the long term, the S&P, you know, on average has gone up by anywhere from like eight to 10%. And you know that that's very likely in the future over the next five to 10 years, you're probably going to put more away in investing. And you're probably going to pay a little bit less on your student debt because you understand that, like, that's probably what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But if you don't understand that, and if you think that that risk is higher than it actually is, then you're probably going to just put more towards your student debt because that 3.45% on that student debt is guaranteed right? That's a guaranteed money that you don't have to pay back versus a potential quote unquote, right. um, rate of return on, on the investing side. Right? right. So it really, it's, it's really hard to make big decisions like that. If you haven't put in the work, at least to just read a book yeah. or like understand yeah. what's kind of going on there. So I think that's the biggest thing. And if you can do that, you can understand your, your risk appetite. So for me, for example, what I'm doing right now, I'm, paying down my student debt somewhat quickly. I mean, within, within two years, but I'm also, I've also been investing for a number of years and I'm also going to continue to invest. And I have sort of other business aspirations that I'm trying to do as well. And that's, again, I'm not perfect. That's shit that I'm trying to figure out right now too, but I understand like what the scenarios look like pretty crisply so that I pretty, I feel pretty confident, you know, paying my student debt in a relatively uh, quicker amount of time. Um, while still having money in the market and, and continuing to invest. So it doesn't need to be this black and white thing. You can yeah. do both. 
but you and really just need the, to understand the scenarios. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I just, you touched on another, yet another thing that I think is really important to mention, which is um, what's called stopping criteria in decision-making. So uh, I feel like I talk about him so much now, but uh, Gad Saad, who is a well-known public intellectual uh, and who essentially uses, he's a marketer and he's a marketing professor at JMSB, but he uses like an evolutionary lens so like, how do we market to people based on their, like their basic needs to like belong, survive, to reproduce? Like, how do we, how do we market to them on those fundamental human traits and mechanisms? Um, he did his doctoral thesis on something called stopping criteria. And it's very, it's a very simple question. How do you know when you have enough information to stop seeking information to make your decision? And people have all different sorts of thresholds. And it seems what you're saying is, if you have a pretty low threshold for your stopping criteria, you can be very easily confused on objective and subjective value of money, right? But if you have like a very high threshold where you need like so much more information, like you're saying, you know, should I invest or should I pay off my student debt? And you explain to us what you're doing and you kind of seem like you've really calculated out like three or four different scenarios and how they would play out. It seems like you have a pretty, you have a really high threshold for what's called stopping criteria. So you don't stop until you reach this really high threshold and your threshold mm -hmm. for like, okay, I have enough information. Let's make a decision mm -hmm. is probably just different than, well, first of all, it is different than everybody else, but it's, it's uniquely higher. So I would just maybe say to listeners that like, if anything that we said with you in this podcast is like foreign, you know, we've used some terms that, you know, are, are more anchored in like financial literacy, but that is probably the biggest thing to take away in my, in my opinion, right? Like if you can just increase your stopping criteria by like 20% in the next year, you'll end up getting a little bit more clearer on what you should do if you're lost. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's kind of, mm -hmm. I just kind of got that from what you're saying. So I just want to clarify that. Yeah. yeah and, and you know, um, that, that like you said, that threshold and that stopping criteria is going to be different for, for everyone. Yeah. Um, and people, you know, again, their temperament might be able to make, decisions on a whim a little not on a whim but you know quicker. well here's the thing is that the stopping criteria actually has nothing to do with risk taking because people don't know if, if you think about it if you have a low threshold for stopping criteria you just don't know that you're taking a risk yeah because you stop <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. so you yeah. could be making a decision that yeah. is actually quite risky but you're a risk averse person with low low stopping criteria so it's like yeah you don't even know so this is the perfect example is like when you say hey you know um when people when you ask people when this is the perfect example a financial advisor brings somebody into their office and says, Hey, what's your risk tolerance? Like, yeah. and people go and people go, well, and this is the classic answer, right? Well, you know, a little bit, but mainly not like mainly like, you know, safe investments. And then you're like, yeah. okay, great. But you know, what they don't know is this is the fallacy is that by, by only going to see one financial advisor, it's actually quite risky. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, so like the yeah. stopping criteria is involved in there. Right. So it's like, um, a very interesting way of looking at it. It's like, you kind of maybe have to ask yourself, are you looking for as much criteria to make a decision compared to Nathan or compared to somebody else who's maybe been practicing this a little bit longer? Right. So mm, that's, yeah, I'm the yeah. same. Like I'm not, I only got into investing like in the last eight months and you know, it's mainly mm. to these two guys and uh, that have helped me out and, and your podcast and as well as, uh, Griffin Milks, who we've had on a few times. I don't know if you know who that is um, on YouTube, but uh, he, he's a financial, like, he's yeah, yeah, I've seen some of his stuff. Yeah. 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 So between, you know, these two guys, you and Griffin, I mean, that's pretty much 
uh, I guess that's my stopping criteria, right? So <laughs> I, that was enough for me to stop. So anyway, I mean, it's, but it's paid off. So I mean, clearly, I don't know. I mean, this is <laughs> interesting. hundred percent. That's, you know, stopping criteria. That's, that's an interesting um, uh, sort of thing. I, I, I haven't heard of it in particular, but it sounds mm-hmm. very, very, um, the decision making aspect is very yeah. intriguing. Like, I'm like, wow, that's, that's really interesting, I guess. Um, for, and you know what, it makes me think like, hmm, maybe I guess it, ta- it does take different amounts of information for people to make that decision. But I think that there's generally, you know, an area where you need to stop looking for information because you're just not going to make a decision if you just, yeah. if you're trying to find every well, last thing because you're going to yeah. you go down the rabbit hole, right? The classic problem in economics is the secretary problem, right? Like uh, the classic thing is like, you don't know, uh, you, you keep spending so much money on finding the right secretary that it becomes uneconomical to have a secretary. So what's the point? You have to actually be quite smart with your resources or else you can spend years trying to figure out the best investment and you miss your opportunity. And then that's actually Mm. more risky as well. So it's like, Mm. it's, it's such a hard thing to get into because as humans, we always try to, you know, we're trying to be right. And then, you know, we, we try to have like this, you know, and even (laughs) even the fact that I've made stopping criteria now aware to people, it's like, Oh shit, what's my stopping criteria with food and with nutrition and with, you know, um, financials and with my health and with it's so much. Mm-hmm. Um, hey listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the weekly call. We just have a quick yet very important message for all of you. The three of us are currently actively in pursuit to find young, ambitious, and like-minded people that are interested in business management and business ownership roles. Roles that three to five years ago put Austin, Ammer, and John in a place where they could learn, grow, and optimize their discipline and habits. These positions are available all across Canada, so it doesn't matter if you're in Victoria, British Columbia, or St. John's, Newfoundland. There is an opportunity where you are located. If you are interested in working directly with Amher, Austin, and John and learning what it takes to run an efficient and scalable business, please drop us a line at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com, all one word, for more information. Now back to this episode of The Weekly Call. Um, That being said, I'm sure your audience on a daily basis um, consuming your content are faced with many decisions that they never knew they had in the first place. If you don't mind sharing with us, I'm sure you get DMs. What are some like really inspiring success stories that you saw from your podcast of people making tough choices? There might be small decisions and small choices, mm-hmm. but that you can really see that their life has turned around. I'd love if you can uh, take a second to, to think back some viewers that you've really inspired because that's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's I love that question, man. I, I almost got goosebumps over here uh, thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, there's a few. So, you know, this one guy I went to school with, he's actually my buddy's, uh, um, or my brother's buddy, uh, reached out to me. So I did an episode on, you know, how you can make a thousand bucks a month, um, how anybody can really make a thousand bucks a month if they, if they want to try. And, and what I say essentially is there's a shit ton of stuff in your house that you've never thought you could sell that you could probably sell. <laughs> I love that. And you, and you can literally make like, I like, I did it for a long time. Like I was just, I'd flip stuff or whatever. Um, and, and I, so we, we talked about, we talked about, it and he messaged me and he said, dude, like I listened to your podcast and I looked around my room and I like over a week, I made like $300 and I was like, holy shit. Like, are you serious? And I was, I was, he's like, yeah, man, this is crazy. Like I'm, I'm hooked. 
I'm like, that's great. Like, he's gonna have like a table and a chair left. And you're like, yeah. and and you know, you know what I mean. So I I um I got a few of those. Um and, you know, sometimes the the biggest ones are are when, like I I'll see somebody, and it to, to this day it's it's pretty surreal. Like it's like I'll run into somebody. Um, I mean, obviously it's not as much as you know we used to. Or like somebody will um. I don't know, tell my brother, my brother's like, uh, you know, we're in the same sort of social, uh, social groups. He's two years younger. And they'll say, wow, like I listened to Nate's podcast and, you know, I left my financial advisor because I realized that like they were screwing me and wow. um, not, not, not nice. knocking. So did you talk advisors. about like front and backloaded MERs and stuff or something? Like what did so you not? No, no, I didn't. That's the thing. I, so I have nothing against financial advisors. This isn't um, yeah, yeah, against yeah. them at all, right? Like there, there's, there's some great ones, like anything. There's great ones, right. there's not so great ones. But for her to listen to me and think like, hey, I could probably figure this out. It gave her that awareness. Oh, so just avoiding management costs. She's just going to do yeah, it. Yeah, it gave her that awareness to like, look, okay, well, what's, what's, what are we, what's going on behind the curtain here? And she realized that they were taking way too much and they were, you know, they, 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 they weren't really in good products and there was great stuff out there. And she learned about index and, and she said, well, I listened and I, I heard that on Nate and I was like, it made me um, question that. And I just left and I feel so more empowered and I feel more at peace. And it's like, it's like, wow. And um, the last one that uh, I'll say here, that is a really good friend of mine actually um, was going to move into this apartment that was pretty above his means and he felt like he deserved it. And he said that like a day before he was supposed to like sign the lease. He listened to like one of the podcast. I had an interview and I was just talking to an old prop I had. Wow. Um, and, and he said, man, I realized that, man, I do not need this fucking apartment. Like, I'm just going to go continue living where I'm living. Cause I'm more than happy. And like, there's no marginal like joy that I'm getting from this. Um, it's, like a, it's like a week, maybe a week or two. Yeah. Right, that he yeah. And, and it's like, and then it just fades. And then you also have like, you're paying $300 more a month in rent, like, because you felt like you deserved it for like a week. And it's like, dude, mm -hmm. like, that's great to hear that. Like people are getting more aware of like what really wow, matters in their that. life, wow. you know? So it's those, those are some examples for sure. Yeah. It's, it sounds to me that just by one episode, these people were able to drastically uh, understand new concepts that will affect them like really for the rest of their lives. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, uh, it's it, that's a that's very flattering. Thank you. Um, I, I don't want to come out here and say that you know an episode will change your life, but um, but it can. You know, and that's it, I, I guess for some people, something exactly You're just planting something. a seed. Really, I mean, they're gonna think about exactly. it. They're gonna think about it, and then they're gonna change it. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, if I can plant that seed, like it's the same thing, man. It's just pushing you in the right direction, and and hoping for the best. I I can't. You know, I'm not God, right? But I can try to share as good as stuff as I can and, and see what happens. So, yeah, I mean, I love that question, man. That's a great question. Uh, Nathan, I'm just terribly curious right now. You mm. spend, you love this podcast. I can really feel the energy. You're oozing. People's lives are changing. And you're spending eight hours of your day at PepsiCo. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about making a career transition where full-time you would be helping people with financial decisions? Probably like every day, man. I'm not even kidding. What's uh, in your way? Mm. So, you know, for me right now, I, I think of my job as my fuel um, in my life. Like it's just, it's my fuel. It's not, 
I like, I like, I really enjoy my job. I really do. Um, right now, I really think it fuels what I'm trying to do uh, in my life. And if I can get it into, if I can be, put myself in a position where I can become independent and I can just take off, you know, staying within that sort of uh, analogy there, then, then that's what I'll do. And, and I know, I know that's going to happen um, someday. And so I think right now that's, that's the sort of fuel in my sort of engine and, and it's doing a great job. Um, I really am enjoying my career there so far. I started in June. Um, and, and when that, when that decision comes, I'll make that decision and, and I'll just jump in because that's kind of what I always do. You jump in, you figure it out and, and you go from there. But, um, that's why pretty much. I, I want as many of our viewers as possible to really get the ship. So why should they start investing, you know, weekly time with you? And what can they look forward to when that time comes, when you're able to go full time? So we like in listening to the podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What can yeah. they look forward to? You know what? Why I think, I think, you know, invest in you as a, as a, as like the show and listening to it, but also right. Right. Invest I, in I'm, yeah, no, no, I got you. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just, uh, cause I was like, invest in the future. I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I think, I'm going to give it to you. Like, I'm going to no bullshit, man. Like I'm going to tell you what, like it is. And I want to show you that like, you can really crush life. You really can like hundred percent. And I'm going to show you like that. Here are some ways that you can do that. And from a financial perspective. And I, and I, you know, I talk about life stuff too. And, and I think that every time you, like I go into an episode when I make it, like, you're going to know that like I put everything into it and that, I'm coming from a good place, just trying to help you. And, um, I'm not trying to, um, sell you anything or do anything. Like I genuinely just want you to, to, to realize your potential. Um, because you know, I'm trying to do that myself. And, and if I can help somebody sort of go through that process and from a financial perspective, then I mean that like, I'd be the happiest guy on the planet. I, I am the happiest guy on the planet doing it. And so that's what I bring every single week. Mm -hmm. Have you ever considered maybe bringing uh, a guest on your podcast who maybe has never been exposed to money and might have a, a, a pretty average view on, on what money is, might think that having too much money is evil, might mm -hmm. think that, you know. Oh, wow. I, I, yeah, that is a viewpoint I guess we haven't considered. I feel, like, I feel like that would be so like, those people wouldn't probably want to go on the pod. That'd be such a conflict. Like. Who's like, yeah, I'm going yeah. to go argue with someone on beliefs that I barely even hold. So I don't yeah. know if you know this, and this is why I'm bringing this up. Um, two, two years ago, maybe three years ago, somebody tweeted at Ty Lopez calling him a, a scammer who doesn't know what he's talking about, that he's full of baloney. And mm -hmm. Ty Lopez invited him on a, zoo, uh, on a Skype call. And he was like, hop on a Skype call and you can ask me anything that you'd like. Mm. And what he ended up doing in that maybe 15 minute, 20 minute phone call Skype call was was able to show this individual. The guy's name is John Henry. I didn't I didn't even know his name. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he he got on a call with him and he was able to kind of he tried Ty really tried his best to show him like the best route to kind of look mm -hmm. at. But what mm -hmm. it established right then and there is how important a, a set of belief systems is because they can come to your podcast and they'll get the best techniques. I'm sure, you know, this is how you put this much money in the bank. Uh, but what, what have you, what have you kind of discovered that around the belief around money, if somebody thinks money is evil, if they think that, 
oh, I just want to enjoy my life right now. I'm not guaranteed that tomorrow I'm in my prime. I deserve a nice car. I deserve a thousand dollar suit. How would you even start uh, un, un, unpacking that, you know, that can of worms? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. So podcast is one way, uh, unless I have a guest, right? So it's very difficult for me, at least from this, where I'm sitting right now, to unpack that and, and go into your psychology and your background and, 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 and convert you, for lack of a better term. I, I'm, not, I'm not out here to convert people, right? I, I, people aren't going to listen to me if they've already sort of like checked out, right? Mm -hmm. Again, all I can do is show you the information, give it to you in an entertaining way where you can enjoy it. And if you don't buy into that, like being frank, it's not my job to dig my, you know, teeth in and, and figure out why that is. Unless like I'm working with you one-on-one -on -one, or you reach out to me, you say, Hey Nate, you know, I was thinking about money this way. And now I'm thinking about that. But then, but the thing, the thing with that is they've already realized that their belief system's changing. So if somebody's got their heels dug in, unless I like, I don't know, come across them. Um, that's the only time I'd have a discussion with them, but I'm not, that's just not my job for, to, 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 to do that. I'll show you, like, again, I, I made a post about this once, you know, um, money isn't inherently good. It's not inherently evil. It's just a tool. It's just a tool that you can use to, to free up your life and, and free up time. Really you're just freeing up and, and, um, buying time because time at the end of the day is the most valuable resource we all have. Right. And it's, and it's very limited. Right. And so, um, you know, if, if, if I, I, that type, that's what I can say. And if you say, no, well, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about. Money's evil. Like that there's so much, there's years of like <laughs> that's emotional, yeah. you know, like the backed up there that I, like, I, I the, yeah, the new money psychiatrist here. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, that's just, if you, if you want to have a discussion about money, let's talk money. Like I can, I can have, I can have conversations with the best of them, but I'm not a therapist. Like you guys said, like I'm, I, I can't change your belief system. Right. Yeah. John, do you have something that was on your mind for, for Nathan, which kind of jumps at you? In the I'm actually, no, I'm really curious to see what, what he's going to say with her or the question that we asked. We have, we have one question oh, that we yeah. asked every viewer and I'm just fascinated to see what you're going to say. Yeah, but yeah. before that, before that. Um, if you were on the Joe Rogan podcast and he only gave you five minutes, what would you share with the world in that, in that five minutes, um, about yourself, your podcast and what maybe the core philosophy of what you do? That's a, that's a great question. I'd say, you know, just personal finance. Well, I wouldn't even say personal finance you can do so much with more with your money and I'm going to talk to you in a way where you're going to understand it. Like there's not going to be jargon. There's not going to be BS. There's not going to be all these things. We're just going to, I'm just normal English talking about money. I'm going to kick it to you in a way where you're going to laugh. You're going to, you know, think you're going to do all yeah. kinds of, you're going to feel all kinds of emotions. That's really what I'm trying to bring out of you is, is, is emotions and make you feel what I'm saying. And so, that's what I can bring, man. And I think that it's worth listening into. Um, and, you know, that's not a very well thought out answer, but I, I think that's again, right in line with Joe's motto though, is because Joe does that with every single person he brings on is it's just like, I'm going to bring on experts and talk to them like we're human beings, not, you know, academics or athletes, it's exactly. just conversation. Yeah. And, you know. 
I, yeah. I want to I lend your expertise there. That was a great answer. A lot of our viewers and listeners run a you know pretty successful trade business. And by the time that this episode comes out, there's a lot of money that's going to be deposited in their bank accounts. More mm-hmm. money than they've ever seen in their life. And maybe money they've seen before, but it's still mm-hmm. a significant life-changing amount in the right hand mm-hmm. of tools. What advice would you give uh, these, these tradesmen, these young 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are literally stumbling upon between twenty to $140,000 in checks in the next mm-hmm. few weeks. What piece mm-hmm. of advice would you lend them about making their next decision using the finance? Zoom out, like go 20,000 feet up, look and see, okay, I've got this money, like where am I trying to go with it? Because when you get to a windfall like that, like you need to be very, like you don't need, ah, yeah, you need to be very strategic with what you're doing. Zoom out. Okay. I've got this money. Like, where am I trying to go? Um, don't spend that money before you can answer that question. Right. Just, just keep it in a high interest savings account. If you really can't answer or, you know, think about, think about your business. Think about, mm-hmm. do I want to expand my, uh, my team? Do I want to, uh, take on a new, yeah. do I want to grow 10% year over year? Like, where do I want to go? Where do I want to invest my money? Do we have enough cash reserves? Like, like think about that kind of stuff and yeah. set yourself up for the future. Um, and you'll honestly be in a, like, I think if you think critically enough about your future and your goals and where you're trying to go, you're going to realize, okay, I'm going to put my money in, 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 in some good spots. I don't have enough money because you're going to get so excited yeah, yeah. that you're going to be like, okay, I, I, I really want to do all these things. Um, I mean, maybe that's me, I, I, but I think whenever I have a lot of money come in, I just, I'm like, okay, it's, these are just numbers. And I, and I try to zoom out and I think, okay, well, you know, how many properties, for example, I want to get into real estate investing in a, in the very near future. Like, um, you know, how many, how many, how many doors do I want in five years, 10 years? Like, you know, what do I want my life to look like when I'm getting married? Um, and, and, you know, just really, really macro when it comes to big numbers like that, because I think if invested in the right way, it'll, it'll absolutely change your life and it'll open up so many doors for you. It'll expand your business. So you have to zoom out, I I think is, is my answer to that. So right now, as these words just landed, and you know, what would you want them to do? Should they pull out a piece of paper? Should they go to a website? Where should they, this right now, after this episode, what should they do? If it's just one thing, maybe calling somebody, what is the first move to kind of to, to go to that 20,000 foot view that you just talked about? An actual action. Like honestly, whip out a pencil and a paper and, and, and write where you wanna be in 10 years and just 10 years. think about that. And 10, 10 years, I mean, there's no, there's no, 10 years, I guess, is somewhat arbitrary, but a, a long-term sort of perspective, like, where am I trying to go? Like, what do I want? If it's a business, what do I want that to look like? And just write that out and put it to, to, to paper, right? Don't just have it nebulously in your head, like put it to paper, think about that. And I think the, the sort of more tactical um, decisions will, will follow that. And I've never run a, a, a large business like that. I, I've never come into money like that. I hope to someday. Um, you but will. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I would do is, is I would think, okay, well, what? Like, just remind yourself of where you're trying to fucking go because like, things will become a lot more clear if you open your eyes and, and, you're, and you're, you're moving forward, right? What I'm getting from what you're saying is that you're, saying, like, you're trying to say that uh, start with the end in mind. Exactly. That's hundred percent. So just hundred percent reverse and like reverse engineer it down to the current moment. So yeah, and and that's that's really powerful. And I I guess 
you know, the, 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 the pitch that you gave on Joe Rogan and, and the, in the way that you would take, uh, ask people to, or, or what you would say to people that are coming into a lot of money, it kind of stems from this, uh, this quote that is actually from one of the first interviews we did on the podcast with a guy named Simon Noel. Um, and he runs a landscaping company and uh, does very well for himself. And essentially he said something to me this year that was really valuable because I had a lot of money to invest and I was very uncertain with COVID, right? I was just like, I don't know what to do with real estate and all these things. And he goes, Austin, you got to slow down, buddy, because there's nothing wrong with having money burning a hole in your pocket. Nothing wrong with that. And I think there's like this fallacy that when you're younger and if you come into a little bit of money that you want to invest, you have to do something now with it. Yeah, you got to yeah. like, you got to go and like, just throw it somewhere and hopefully it gets larger. It's just, you know, yeah. start with the end in mind. There's nothing wrong with money burning a hole in your pocket. And I guess yeah. be patient, right? That's what I'm Yeah, and th- exactly. And there's, you know, the opportunity cost of, of uh you know the money yeah like think think about it like exactly and it's like well what's the opportunity cost of you making a poor investment because you didn't rationally think about it like it's it's exponentially higher than the 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 inflation that's eating up your money uh, on your cash right yeah exactly we don't want to take up uh too much of your afternoon here nathan and we really appreciate i'm I'm loving it i'm loving it (laughs) and uh we have one last question for you that we ask everybody that comes on the podcast. You, we recommend that you answer it in three words or less. Um, so we want to know what you think the strongest mindset consists of. Like three traits mm. for someone who is financially responsible. Yeah, that's a great way of framing it. Uh, I'd say consistency is the number one. That's a common thing. ambition you you have to have some ambition to 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 keep that there mm-hmm. consistency ambition and um and this is hard there's so many that are going through my head um there's no time limit this is why we uh, don't send this question out consistency earlier. by the way is like it's it's, everyone it's like 80 percent yeah, yeah. yeah ambition i like though because if you think about it like you have like to, to prepare for the future you have to be somewhat ambitious like to save yeah. money is to be like i'm gonna wait for a better like i'm ambitious towards my future right so i, I kind of like that answer actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh and say the question one more time like, what do you, do you think the strongest mindset consists of when it comes to a so, someone like what, are the, like what are the top, like three traits that if, if you could just like wand over someone to like make them financially responsible right like consistency ambition in terms of having a yeah no i'd say i'd say consistency ambition and gratitude like i really think Mm. i I, not not to be you know gary v here but but like (laughs) literally like literally like if you if you have a really good grip if you're a really driven person you're very fucking consistent and you're still grateful for your life and your people around you Dude, the world is yours. Like I yeah. really, really believe in that. Um, and yeah, so you're right. I, 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 because you're never gonna, you're never gonna, you're never gonna get. Look, not never, but you're less likely to get in your own way and get your ego in your way and things like that. Because if you stay grounded and you, if you're humble or humble, grateful, you know, interchangeably there. Um, like honestly, <laughs> the world is yours because you'll just consistently, you know, enjoy life, be growing, and you know, living a fulfilled life, uh, hopefully. I would imagine that being grateful for the money that you have in your life would probably like make you uh, feel the need to actually like care for it and like nurture it and like, you know, invest it wisely. Like, 
Just yeah, and, and exactly. And, and you know, some people they they conflate um, gratitude with complacency, and I I don't agree with that. Like that's oh, wow. they're too no man. They're they're two completely different things. And it's like, well, if I'm grateful for something, then I don't want anything more. It's like, no. Like you can mm. you can be grateful for something and aspire for ambitiously other grateful in the sense. Ah, that you're yeah. grateful. Yeah. 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 yeah, so I, I would say yeah. those would definitely be my three. Yeah, the they, new the new money they, podcast T-shirts. I see them right now. There you go. Right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you. I, uh, all your responses, man, these are so uh, clear, uh, concise, and you didn't really try and uh, speak on anything that you didn't really know about. You just sort of gave uh, almost like an accountant's answer, actually, which is is actually I, I mean it is a compliment, like in the sense that like you never like tied yourself to one idea. You're like you know there's 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 multiple ways of doing this, right? There's no right or wrong. And I I just I could mm-hmm. totally see why people resonate with you. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it, man. And you know what? That's that's again that's that's my brand. Like I'm I'm not gonna bullshit because I've I've heard a lot of people talk about shit they have no clue. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and, and you're no, just like man. shut up. And, yeah, it's like and it's and yeah. it's like I'm. You know what I mean? I, I just, yeah, yeah no, I have no, I have no, no shame in being like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like I know tons of very brilliant people. The, the smartest people that I know in the world are the people that could admit, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going well, to get back whole, to you. I'm going to have to get back to you. On well, that was the whole Socrates thing, right? Where like, you know, I, he was told he was the wisest man in the world. And he's like, nah, there's no way that's true. Right. And so he like went across the land to like, you know, find all, you know, to basically go interrogate all the wisest men. And he, at the end of it, he's like, oh, I am the wisest man. Cause I'm the only one's willing to admit that I don't know anything. And by him feeling, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that fact alone made him smart. Yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. Cool. I, <laughs> yeah they, 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 they actually killed him. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just, you know, classic times yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan, I, I want to thank you because i always um what i'm what i got here personally is i always used to ask myself in finances um like like who am i or or where am i in my finances mm-hmm. but i now after today i'm going to really start be asking myself you know who am i becoming and where yeah. am i going and i yeah. think that is uh uh, a great new perspective yeah and uh, i thank you for that and your knowledge and i i, I, I appreciate that man i i appreciate that and you know what i um i always try to say to people like man there's no shame man like i yeah. like i dude i was it, it was like early second year man and my credit cards were like maxed out like i was like and i'm what it was was this moment of like just being like dude like what you you think you're so good with money like just kind of like really br- tearing myself like breaking it down to the studs and being like, okay, yourself like out. yeah, and, and exactly. And, and so we all got to start somewhere. I know that's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Uh, and so if you can start to think, okay, who do I want to be um, from a financial perspective? Like, you know, it'll, it'll, and you're really intentional about it. I could have said intentional. That could have been one of my three words, but um, you know, you, you go ahead and do that and, and you're going to be in a really good position, but thank you guys. I, I really do appreciate yeah, it. Man, it was a pleasure having you on. I think this was a great conversation that a lot of our viewers can get value from. And I know you'll be getting a lot of our viewers coming over to check out your work as well. I think we have a lot of similarity of initiative. And I think that people that are listening to us around mindset and, and uh, in terms of business ownership, management and efficiency, as well as, you know, how to apply psychology and, and, uh, and philosophy into that is directly in line with trying to free up their time. And I actually appreciate that you said investing money in order to be able to free up time. I, I, I never actually looked at it yeah. that way before. Um, and I had, and, and that's actually a goal I, I have, 
that I've never been able to really verbalize. Like, why am I working so hard now? Why am I, you know, it's like, well, I do want to have more time where I don't have mm. to do this much stuff, right? So that's mm. a great, great way of looking at it. So thanks so much for coming on, Nathan. And uh, let us know where we can um, let our viewers know where they can find you everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm most active on Instagram at the New Money Podcast. You can check me out there. I post a lot on there. Mm-hmm. Um, great stuff. Uh, I'm on I'm on TikTok now. I'm starting to do a few TikToks. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can go check that out at the new money podcast as well. Um, you know, the, the show at the, like the new money podcast, pretty much on any social media is, is where you can yeah. find me. And, um, I'd love if, Hey, if you guys are listening to this, uh, shoot me a DM and say, Hey, I heard you guys, uh, I heard you on the weekly call. Like, uh, you know, just say hi and, and, uh, yeah. let's chat. Yeah. yeah, we have we have Austin who's a master student and John who's very very well read. So on this podcast, we sometimes spit out terms and and concepts that are extremely complicated. No <laughs> problem. You now have a new hub to stop uh, and, and, yes. and kind of get a more uh, you know I would say like a down to earth, much uh, you know newer beginning. Yeah. There's no shame, you know. There's no shame. Yeah. Probably gonna be tuning in because a lot of I have no idea what you said. MERs or something. Austin said. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Like zoned out. I was like, "What management the expense ratios?" Yeah, so. I don't know what the heck just happened there. So, um, yeah. you know, if uh, if there's ever a time where you kind of felt uh, a bit foggy about finances, please visit. Uh, yeah, you know, Nathan's. Uh, I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. It's an I absolute appreciate pleasure. it, guys. Yeah. Have a good night. Okay. Hey listeners, thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the weekly call pod or through email at the weekly call pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.